world, welcome to another episode of the History of the Bay podcast, sponsored by the good people of Amoeba Music San Francisco. Also got to shout out the good people of Dying Breed San Francisco. And today we're bringing you another iconic guest, man. The homie, the San Francisco's finest, man. Real independent mogul in this rap game. Putting on for the black and the brown community, man. The one and only Julio Gotos in this bitch, man. Hey, 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 hey. What's happening? What's happening, man? What's up with my guy, man? Man, I'm over here getting it in, boy. You feel me? Hey, man, it's good to be here, man. Good to finally see you. I've been seeing you doing your thing, man. So it's a pleasure to be here, bro. Bro, do you remember my studio on Geary Boulevard, bro? On Gary, on Gary Boulevard, bro. I can't say that I do. 2007, what, what? 2008, across from Mel's driving. Are you, wait, wait, wait. Is that where uh, 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 Selassie and them was? Uh, Hell no. Burner what? used to be there. You used to be there. I wrote verses for you in that studio, bro. Is there, man, I've been in so many studios. I'll be forgetting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, on Gary. You on t- oh, yeah, Gary yeah, 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 yeah. Boulevard, bro. With the little white dude. Yes. Yes. What, what was his name? What's the <laughs> Glider. Little? Glider. What's up? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Over there by Greco's uh, Vegetable yes. Spot. Yes, 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 yes. I remember that, yes, man. Yes, that's when I first met you. We did the show with Burner in Redwood City. Is that right? That was that was, that was well that yeah, that was Burner's very first show that I booked. That was Burner's very first show. It was like the uh, and Gold Toes booked it, and we went. It was, it was in the like mountains. The graduation party. Yeah, it was a graduate. It was <laughs> yeah. a be- beautiful house. Nice drive up yes. there. I'm that, gonna post that flick. Hey, you know that that was Burner's very first show that I booked them on. I was there. That was the history. I was there. I know. Bro. I remember building that building that his uh. His uh, his career up from that day, I think we made a charge like $500. And then, shit, now we're up to about 70000 Pretty dope to see in person, bro. Yeah. You know, I was like, I said, I was a kid. Like, oh, shit, this is what we're doing? All right, for sure. Yeah, we had a good time that day, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you been, man, I, I meant so. You forgot about that, huh? Man, you so tall, you must have grew, <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? That was, uh, what, 15 years ago? Something like that. Well, yeah. you, I was you say? like 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old are you now? 36. So what's 36 minus? 18. Yeah. 18. Shit, that's a long time. 18 with a bullet, man. man. Yeah, Yeah, man. man. Yeah. You know? Well, hey, man, you know, we're here, and uh, I like what you're doing uh, for the Bay and and, and for Northern California and, you know, just for the entertainment business in general. You're coming in professional, and uh, you make us look good, man. So congratulations. I really appreciate that, bro. You've been a constant supporter. For sure, for sure, man. That goes a long way. But now we're here to talk about you because I do these interviews like nobody else can do them, man, because it's real Frisco style, man. Hey, you know one thing I want to say when you do your interviews, you actually, well, when you even did mine, you were detailed and you knew you said the right stuff. You were not incorrect, not even at all, in any of the things you said. So I was like, this guy really did his homework. I try, bro. I try. Every now and then I, I misspeak or I get a date wrong or something like that. But yeah, I, you know, I'm passionate about all this stuff. So that comes out in the media that I put out. Nice, man. Nice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let's talk about you, man. Your family is from the mission. Correct. Correct. And your father passed away very when you were very young. Yeah, he passed away when I was seven years old. So both sides of my family from the mission, my dad's side and my mama's side, both grandparents. I'm grand, I got, we, we get generations back, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. So what happened, if you don't mind me asking, what happened with your father? Uh, my father was uh, killed by his first cousin, you know, and, um, you know, in Army Street Projects and, uh, 
Matter of fact, uh, just recently, me, I'm doing my, my movie and, and writing, getting everything together. It's going to take some time to get it done. But in my search, man, I just actually found my cousins that still live in Army Street. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ironic situation. And, uh, man, I never even knew they were there, bro. And it just, uh, <sighs> hey, man, we're, you know, we're happy to know each other. And it's, you know, it's just something that happened in the family and, you know, Leave it there. No, no, there's it's crazy. There's a lot of stories like that sometimes yeah. before seeing where family members end up going against other family members due to these things in the streets. Yeah, no, nah, my my dad and, and his cousin, they were crimeys together, you know what I'm saying? I mean, his cousin actually lived with me, so um, you know, uh it's you know, things happen, life goes on, um, and we gotta pick up the pieces and keep moving. But uh it's a story that will be told, um no part of my life and it, it is what it is. It's a true story. And, and how old were you when that happened? I was seven years old. Wow. Okay, man. I have them right there, Army Street Projects, you feel me? Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, hey, it's once upon a time in the mission. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Well, now let's take them from the mission. Because a lot of people think you're from the mission, which you are, right? You have roots. Yeah, there. yeah. No, I mean, we, I'm my home, man. I grew up, my, they ran me. My dad had me all through there. My mama had me all through there. When, you know, when you got your family from the mission, and you can shit every, you from the mission. From the you mission. Feel me? Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. when you grow up. But I've also touched different neighborhoods. So, you know, I've touched Patrell Hill, um, you know, lived on Connecticut Street, Pennsylvania Street. Touch Diamond Heights, you know, Diamond Heights was where I really was that black and brown. I was gonna say, yeah, let's take him to Dollar Hill, Dollar man. Dollar Hill, let's man, to Addison, 215 man. Addison Street, yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> Shout out yeah. to all my folks from the Heights, man. Yeah, man, so uh, Addison Street's where, you know, really I, I uh, really grew up with my nucleus of, of, of my family there, you know what I'm saying? And uh, the young brothers on the block, and you learn how to really play basketball, football, got my athletic skill, got my fighting skills on, uh, you know, got my game on from my brothers up there, you feel me? Uh, shout out to everybody up on the hill. Um, and then later on, uh, and later on my teenage years, about 16 years old, um, moms, we moved out to San Bruno, South San Francisco. Okay. Ended up uh, going to Cappuccino High School. Okay. Everyone would say South City, I ain't never lived in South City a day in my life. I lived in San Bruno. That's right. That's but right. South San Francisco and San Bruno, like I always like ran through all that area. And being that I was from the city, and at a young age, I always talk about me shining shoes at Glen Park Bar Station, had that scooter. I was always smashing around as a youngster, so I knew everybody. Like, right. I just was always, just like I am, exactly how I am, how I was as a kid, how I am as a big kid running around the United States. I'm in Texas, I'm in New York, I'm like, so I'm like, I'm like, a, I'll just be mashing. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 you're going and, uh, to Yeah, 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 you know, I move around and, um, you know, I got a lot of good relationships and, uh, like I said, uh, you know, from San Bruno, South City, Daly City, Frisco, I'm all that. Let me ask you this. Was C Fresh from IMP around when you were Yeah, in that was house? my big bully. That was my bruh. Hey, <laughs> okay. C Fresh lived down the block from me. You know, me, Fresh, Mike J, Pew, Oomp, uh, everybody. Red, Jamal, Oren, you know, they, that was like, that was our whole clique. You feel me? I was really, uh, there was only like two other Latinos that came up on the block that was uh, my boy Vince and Lucky. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, you know, we was like, that was the only Mexican. So that black and brown really is really true for you, like bridging off, that gap. Off top, and then, you know, of course, Army Street, too, because my, mm -hmm. my dad and Leroy Johnson was real tight, and, you know, they had the Wong brothers in, 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 the, in the projects there. It's like you had the Samoans, R.I.P. Jerry Taylor, you know, just, it, you know that's all, you know, uh, Lama, everybody just, that, those are all the people that's, uh, that we grew up with, you know what I'm saying? It was all black and brown, black Samoan. 
brown, Latino, you know what I'm saying? So that's right, that's right. In San Francisco. That's right, that's right. So what what was your entry into the rap game? Um, I got in when I went to Walden House, man, and um, I met up with Charles Kelly and... Uh, and Charles, man, he he, we were at a, a baptism where Walden House is like that transitional transitional program, home. Right? Yeah, instead of going to jail, you know, you got a well, I had a drinking problem. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I get in trouble, so I was like, oh shit, you know, instead of going to jail, you got options. So, of course, you're gonna try to do your best to stay out. So I went to Walden House, and actually, it was a good, actually, it was a great thing for me because if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be here where I am today because mm-hmm. it, it actually put me on the right path. You mm-hmm. know. Um, and at that time, I had just got out of the Army, and I was doing really good. Um, but I went to the Army for all the wrong reasons. I just went to the Army because I was trying to make my mom proud, like I'm doing something with my life. But that's not what I really wanted to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? So um, I got out, and I was in the reserves. And then when I got out, I got in some trouble, you know, drinking one night. And um, we actually just got in a fight with some college students, and they ended up getting beat up. But... Because one person said the word while they were fighting, they tried to get a try to give us a hate crime, and they weren't gay. They weren't none. Of these, these motherfuckers was picking on us. We was chilling in the car. We was chilling. They was drunk, running, uh, going across the street, you know, wilding out, and they started tripping on us. And we just got the car and started whipping their ass, and it turned into something else. And it was an unfortunate situation. Um, so uh, went to Walden House, and uh, then um, me and Charles Kelly, we had met. Uh, through a mutual one of my cousins, um, and we started talking. And he was like, "Man, you need to do. You want you put your you know put your money into the rap game. You know, you should do this, make music." And I was like, "Man, I don't know nothing about no rap. You know what I'm saying?" But he kept saying it, and I was like, "You know what? Let's try it out. Let's do one song." After I did that first song with uh, Seth the Gaffler, I was addicted. Like I was like, "Oh, I made I made a song. I learned how to get the 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 dad tape, and I learned or the reel to reel. I learned how to go to the studio." Pay the artist, make the song. Now it's my song. When you say make the song, you're working with the producer too. Basically, I'm, all I'm doing, or you're no, just I, buying I, the beat. All I'm doing is money, man. Here, paying everybody, mm-hmm. make the song. Now it's my song. But mm-hmm. I felt like, wow, I felt like, damn, I made a song. It's mine. Yeah, you get you get into business. It kind of gave ownership. me yeah, an ownership, but it mm-hmm. gave me a feeling. The feeling was it was more of a high, like, ooh, I got, and I want to do another song. Yeah, and then boom, I started doing song after song after song. After that, it was on. And that became 17 Reasons. 17 Reasons, man. Which is named after the building in the mission? No. No. Actually, <laughs> hey, they think they, 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 nah, yeah, I know, I know, reasons. I know, but that's what it was. We was actually 17 in the clip. That's what we was making ah. 17 Reasons. Everyone thinks that, but no, in the reality, that's what 17 Reasons meant at that time. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And so, what was the idea to create your label and call it Black and Brown? Um, we was driving down Highway 101, and uh, me and Juice, uh, you know, he was like thinking, you gotta, uh, you gotta make a name, you know, what's your record label? And he was like, you know what? I'm gonna give you the name that I was gonna, I was gonna use it, but it, this fits you because you grew up with brothers all your life. And I'm like, what? And he was like, man, Black and Brown Records. And I remember, and I was like, uh, Black and Brown, Black. And I was like, and then I looked at him, and I was driving down 101, and I was like, Black and Brown Entertainment. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you know, so it was tight, man. And um, 
that was, you know, a beautiful thing, bro. So you're linking with all these rap cats through the process of, like, running around with Chuck, right? But do you, some Chuck, of them you what, also know from, like, just I, being in the city, too? Nah, at that time, I really didn't know any rappers. None at all. Chuck Chuck introduced me to the game. Chuck okay. gave me, Chuck gave me the, you know, Chuck gave me the game. You know what I'm saying? Chuck Chuck was the one that, you know, showed me pretty much exactly what to do step for step at that point in my life. And, um... Then I took it from there. And it was Baldhead Rick who gave you the name Goltos? Baldhead and uh, Coognut, yep. Okay. Yep. And that same thing, you met them just through the process of recording songs? Well, Nut, I, I actually knew Nut. Now, I got to take that back. I actually knew Nut uh, prior to that through Sea Fresh, and uh, but not well. Yeah. Not well, not until I started, you know, get into the music business. And, you know, you hanging out a little bit more. So he was a little bit older than me. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, like, like I started learning, the, you know, San Quinn. Messy Marv, Chuck, and JT, the bigger figures, those four individuals are the ones that kind of introduced me to everybody and embraced me. The Mo embraced me, I would say. That's what's up. You know, the Mo, Fillmore embraced me. And um, I started going to the block all the time, you know, just getting there, being around everybody. And then I had my friends, and they would learn with me the business. And then we would, you know, discuss different things on how, you know, what the next move should be. Well, San Quinn is like a executive producer of 17 Reasons 17 as well, Reasons, right? Correct, yep. So how did that come about getting him involved to to not just rap on it but Well, because he was on because he, he was on the album, he was he was on multiple songs and we used his likeliness for the album. You okay. So just basically put a stamp on it. Put that right. Stamp he, he basically stamp. endorsed me. He endorsed, yeah. you know, of course, Chuck was, you know, a businessman behind it. And, and me and Chuck actually started Savage Management. So we were man we were managing, starting, you know, we were trying, I was trying to learn how to manage. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. We were just, Savage Management was our first little management company. And then, um, you know, Quinn was like the one endorsing it and giving us the game on what to do and how things, you know, are supposed to go. You're moving pretty quick. Like, you're soaking up a lot. Like, there's yeah. a lot to be learning on well, your own. Well, it's I mean, a, you're getting laced by your folks, but right. that's right. still a lot of game to have to pick up, right? Yeah, no, it is. But when you're when you're passionate and you are excited about doing something, uh, it was easy for me. It was just like I'm I was like a sponge picking everything up, boom, 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 every day. I was. I'm the same way I am after I made that song with Seth today. Mm. I wake up and... I'm on. What's up? It's music. Yeah. I'm on every day. It's a trick because even though you're not an artist, like that passion comes across in 17 Reasons, I would think, which is probably why it's been so successful. It's mm -hmm. a good-ass album, bro. Mm -hmm. I think it might be the dopest Bay Area rap compilation ever. I mean, I, I mean, I might have to just put that. Hey, out I ain't there, gonna man. say it ain't. <laughs> There's some good compilations out there. I'm gonna tell you, the Rompilation is is hanging with it. Yeah, uh, the West Coast Bad Boys. West Coast Bad Boys is hanging with it's it. Trying I mean, to survive in the ghetto. Trying to survive. There's a lot of great compilations, but uh, 17 Reasons is unique because of the Latin element that came with it, and and that and that and that mixture. I think that makes it a lot more unique because now we reached we reached out to different um, races in that in that. Yeah, album. was that like part of your mission too, like being a Latino in the game, like I'm gonna put on for, for at first no. No, okay. At first no. At first I didn't know any Latin rappers. I didn't even think mm -hmm. about that. I was just at first I had like five songs all you know everybody was black but then I was like Man, what my man? Hold on, man. What's some ain't no, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no Mexicans rapping? You know what I'm saying? Like, and then I started finding them. Found Mousy, you know what I'm saying? Found Louis Lowe. Then we found Baby Beach, which was now Baby Bash, down for Brown. Um, and then uh, when once I started getting them, I was like, man, I remember in my head, I'm like, bro, I want to put on. I gotta put on for my people. I need to find more Latin rappers too. You feel me? I can't have black and brown and just be black and not no brown. 
and yeah. me and me be the brown because I'm not a rapper. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that mousy because that Northside Soldier is like one of the most popular songs. Oh man, he already had that track. song. Yeah, he had that song written already, uh, probably a year before he even recorded it. It was already uh, it was already done, and when he recorded that song, I'll never forget. We had little tapes. Man, that tape. It was out probably three months before 17 Reasons came out. I mean, people were dubbing that tape. It was playing all through the streets, you know what I'm saying, before 17 Reasons. So that song really kind of brought a lot of attention to 17 Reasons. I believe it, because that song paints a very realistic picture yeah, that was of what was going that was on going on, on the mission. That was going on with the times right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was a real, it was real. Yeah, it was like damn near sets on damn near every block. Yeah. It's just red rags all around the mission. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I couldn't go to the mission yeah. sometimes, man. I'd be out actually be cool. I'd have actually, to it lit, my, my, my outfit and everything. Yeah, it, it lit up. It lit up the 415, the 650 for sure. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And the 510 that we lit. The, the red rag was lit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Everybody was rocking. You feel me? And everybody was mobbing together at that time. Right. All the neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was communicating. It was a... It was a, it was a great time, you know what I'm saying? At that time, I mean, if you was a gangster and you was that was your life, it was a, it was it was it was a time to remember for sure. Well, another big part of the, of the album is Mac Dre. Mac Dre, man, that's when the Crest and Fillmore, you know, basically squashed their beef. I had something that I had a I had a hand in that. What happened with that? Um, you know, basically, you know, 17 reasons was being made. Dre just got out of jail, you know, and I was able to get a hold of him and get him on the album and bring the bring the mo up there, bring Quinn, Messi, Seth, you know what I'm saying? And then we made the made the song for 17 reasons, and then they made a song for the rompilation. So I was there at that time, and you know, it was just a beautiful thing to see these two neighborhoods come together and pretty much squash the beat. Yeah, when we had Quinn on here, that's that's how he said he linked with Mac Dre for the first yeah, time. Was, yeah. was, so I was basically the money man, that, you know, I, I, and I remember Kilo even told me, like, man, that money I gave Dre at that time really helped out Dre because uh, he just got out and it just, you know, just helped out, man, and it boosted, it boosted his career at that point. And, and that's why, you know, I, I remember when Kilo uh, made the deal with me for this Latin, he was like, bro, you was there for us, man, and we, we want to be there for you because he came to me when I was down. Mm-hmm. And I was out, and he came in, Kilo in Miami, like, man, they blessed my game for real. Mm-hmm. Love, I love them, you feel me? I love my uh, my Vallejo Thiz Entertainment brothers, you know what I'm saying? Coolio played a big role. Coolio, man. Oh, well. Coolio, wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> Coolio, the underdog, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm going to tell you like this. Coolio was a major factor in 17 Reasons, major factor in the Bay as far as production for a lot of these artists. But 17 Reasons, he was an architect, and um, he made about six beats in there. You know what I'm saying? Me and Coolio are brothers. That's my, you know, we both got the same birthday, October 1st, man, 1972. Coolio and Julio, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Coolio, very, you know, he did a, a lot to do with 17 Reasons and uh, the Rompilation, of course, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And uh, shout out Coolio, man. Love you, boy. That's what's up. Another another classic song on there. There's a lot of classics. You know what's time? I want to go back to Coolio. Me and Coolio, to this day, we still like, every everybody, like everybody pretty much, I'm not, we, we all communicate. We all right there. Mm-hmm. Everybody right there. I mean, there might be a few, we might be arguing a little bit here and there, but they know, boom, toes, what's happening? I need you. Yeah. Or vice versa. We all right there. And I think that's a very uh, special for my company to have those type of communication relationships with uh, 
the artists here in the Bay Area. It's a beautiful thing when you stay solid for so long, you have that, that reputation. For you sure. know what I mean? Um, I wanted to ask you, as I was saying, there's a lot of classics on that. I could probably go through every track on that album down there, but put your phone, put the phone on your butt. It's a booty call. Yeah, man. It's another huge Trey song, dog, man. Boy, that Scotty man. 15. He blessed me with that. Oh, there go Coolio I, right there. Yeah, Coolio, Coolio, <laughs> I just put you down, man. You see you right there. Hey, so yeah, when Dre Dog, I remember, um, I'm not going to say how much I bought it for, but I remember when, how much I bought it for, and I remember, like, listening to it. I was like, damn. This you got one. fire. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? This is fire. Matter of fact, Dre, I've been trying to call you. I've been trying to do the video, man. What's happening? <laughs> I want to go back to 17 Reasons and do some of the videos from 17 Reasons now. Hell yeah. Back then, it was doing the videos like $30,000. Like, hot damn. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, uh, man, I'm, I'm going back to the catalog and actually uh, looking to do videos and re-sparking some of those uh, songs. Yeah, that would be a good one, even did if, I, if you I, got an animation or something did, for it. Did we mention Louis Loke? Yeah. No, uh, just briefly, but I was going to yeah, ask you about him, too. Yeah, Louis, man. Louis, you know, he, he was a strong uh, artist, you know, with the Black and Brown song with him and JT, the bigger figure, too. That was a great song. It was on the radio. Um, I wanted to also mention Messi Mars' very first song was off 17 Reasons that we put out, The Player in You. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That was his first hit, basically. You know what I'm saying? That hit, that hit that radio was uh, the player in you, man. So shout out Messi, man. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, it's crazy, man. You had a whole roster, like the dopest cast in the Bay. Yeah, man, that, that's, that album is, uh, when I look back at it and, and, you know, just and listen to the music, though, man. I remember, though, because the album was hard. So I remember before that album came out, I kind of felt a sense of, like, I don't want to say fear, but... It was a, it was, it was a sense of like, man. A little nervous. Yeah, I would say nervous. Like this is gonna be some shit when they hit the street. Cause <laughs> God, they talking some shit. This yeah. is, this shit rocking. But I remember, I was three weeks out, and they were like, "Oh, bro, you're on Billboard, bro. You're on Billboard." I didn't know the fuck, like Billboard. Okay, I, I really didn't even know. Like at that time, we making, we was doing seventeen reasons, but it was more like a hobby for me. I, you know, I was still in the streets. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, whatever, yeah, <laughs> whatever. But now I'm like, Billboard shit. I wish I would have known because I wish I knew more about my my the business at that time because I would have been on, I'd have been had, I would have, man, I would have made it go platinum or gold. You know what I'm saying? Well, what what? How many units did you end up moving? We're around four hundred thousand units right now. Good you know, shit, bro. You know, right now about four hundred thousand. Good shit. That's a lot for an independent release, man. I would like to have about five million, bro. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe you know, as time goes on, you know, one thing about music, it sells forever. So you got to keep promoting your your projects. You know. Yeah, I was gonna ask back then, what was your approach to that, to marketing, promotion? Because you hustle. That's one thing spending about spending money. You hustle. <laughs> spending money. You spend money. Spend money on posters. Spend money on CDs. Get in the car. Pass out flyers, get in the car, pass out more flyers. Yeah. That's what it was. Hand-to-hand combat, bring your CDs, that, 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 20, 20, two for 10, two for 20. I mean, you know, just trying to, you know, try to, try. My thing is, I just wanted to get my music out there. I would say, too, even when we was running around, like, at that Redwood City show, mm -hmm. anytime uh, I've seen you at an event or something, like, everybody leaves with a fucking black and brown flyer. Yeah, I don't, I, 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 so let me give you some game. Back in the flyer days, because motherfuckers don't do that no more, but what I used to do, I would go to all the clubs, like if I would start with City Nights, right? I would get my flyers. I wouldn't do the whole club. Fuck doing the whole club. You know what I would do? 
I would go in. I'd be like, hey, I just need to go in here. I'd tell the, the, the guard, let me just get in real quick. I just want to put some flyers up in there. I would just go to the girls' bathroom hmm. and, the, and the men's bathroom. And guess what I would do? I would fucking just throw the flyers everywhere, all on the floor, all in the pissers, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Flooded. You walk in there, all you're going to see is flyers everywhere, right? And the, you're pissing on them. You're on the floor. You're not going to miss my flyer. <laughs> and, and hold on, wait a minute. It's, it get better. Ain't nobody finna clean that shit up until the end of the night. So it's stuck. You feel me? Yeah, you might. Because inside the club is dark. You might need something to read while you're taking the shit back yeah. there. And then, yeah, <laughs> well, no, but no, what I'm saying, in the club, if you put in the club on the counter, most of the time it's dark. So we'll knock it floor. over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But in, but in, when if you if you notice every club, you open the, you go in there, it's light, it's lit. So I would just flood it. I would just trash the fucking both both uh, women and, and, and men's, and then leave and go to yeah. the next club. You said the flyer days. I mean, that was definitely a wave. Like, I mean, how many would you order at a time, bro? Oh, probably like, depending on the project, I might do like start at 50,000 flyers. 50,000, wow, baby. Yeah, 50,000 flyers. That's right. 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 1,000, 2,000. You know, I be telling Four people six. that. You only want to reach 1,000 people? Mm-hmm. That's all you want to talk to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you know, go by big, four baby. by six, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, you would do some, you know, uh, 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 12 by 12s, you know, like we had some, I had some nice stuff for 17 reasons, 18 with a bullet, you know, we, we make it real nice and, you know, people can, you know, there's a lot of people out there still got their posters and, and collector's items up there. Hell yeah. And um, so speaking of 18 with a bullet, so now that I know what 17 reasons really means, 18 right. with a bullet makes a lot more sense. Yeah, 17 was 17 in the clip and the 18 with a bullet mm-hmm. 18, you know what I'm saying? That's that's how we went with that. So you basically was like, oh, shit, this worked. Let me just run it back. Yeah, and it just so happened we had 17 reasons <laughs> on 17th Street, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But then the, you came with the sequel pretty much like yeah, right 18 after. 18 with a bullet, yep. yeah. And then we came up with 14 Care Dreams, Mr. Key. Hey, I was going to ask you, where did so how did you link with Mr. Key? Um, I was told about him, I believe his brother, I was at Orange Park, and he was like, my brother raps, man, you got to check him out. And then somebody else had told me that I went to go meet him on Hampshire. And um, I listened to him, he was tight, man. You know, Mr. Key, boy, that boy has some, he got some, he still got heat. Um, you know, and uh, I put a, you know, we put our all into him. And, you know, we, I remember when we, uh, we, we bought lowrider pages where you busted out, like the, the, it's like it came out to a poster. You know what I'm saying? We back-to-back on Lowrider, hit Murder Dog. Um, I did the whole Master P thing, the double page. You know what I'm saying? Um, and we really, uh, you know, we, we we pretty much pushed him like a compilation. So that was, yeah, he was like your flagship artist, right, basically, right? right? right first right. solo he artist first, on the label. He was the first one I really learned the business on what to do and what not to do with mm-hmm. an artist and how to, how to you know, basically uh, work with an artist. So it was, I was, it was, it was a big learning step for me. What well, was one of the things that you learned not to do? Um, learned basically that I need 50% of shows. I wasn't taking none of his show money, so it took me longer to get my money back from the CD, so I should have had money off his shows, and I should have took money from the features. And these are shows you was booking? Huh? These were shows that you were booking? I wasn't booking them. He was booking them, but I should have been, because we were were the record label, we should have been, we should have had our hands in that. But, you know, it's a learning lesson. I wasn't like, oh, I need my money. You know, I learned later on, oh, I should have been, like now, if if you're working with me, I'm going to get some of that show money. Well, yeah, I mean, it features too, right? If you're signed to a label, typically they get a piece of that. Yeah, I was just like, I just want the CD money. Because we're, at that point, I was like, I'm doing so good on 17 Reasons, 18 with a bullet. Oh, yeah, you can have it. I ain't tripping off that. Go ahead. But, But in reality, we spent so much bread on it, it was like, oh, hold on, man. Uh, 
he gonna do a show? How much you get? <laughs> be like, man, I already told him I ain't tripping. You know what I'm saying? Keep my guy. I want you know it's good, but it, 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 you know I just learned like, okay, next time we're not gonna do that. We need to have yeah, we need to have some of that too. You feel well, me? another black and brown artist is Gangsta Flea. Gangsta Flea, man. The romped out Nortenio. The romped out Nortenio. Gangsta Flea did his thing. I remember I was in. Uh, he made his whole album while I was in Texas. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Flea did his whole thing while I was in Texas, and. uh you know, he can't, he was another, that was like another 17 reasons. That thing, he was, you know, he was, he, that whole album was just fire. You feel me? That was definitely one that you would like hear in boomboxes in the mission. Off top, like, and then, you know, I know a lot of people are like, not a lot. There were some people like, oh, I can't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm like, but then you got some people that love it. Like, nah, they can't get enough of it. You feel me? It's definitely not for everybody. Yeah, he got an acquired right, taste, but yeah. I mean, I love his shit. This shit go hard. You feel me? You know, you go, uh, you get, you get, uh, you get, um, you get a uh, you get a piece of that fleet, man. He gonna have you like, gonna have you on your shit. He gonna have you thinking you back in nineteen ninety eight tripping. You feel me? Yeah, you know, definitely a a, a, a a pillar from the black and brown uh, entertainment. Well, I wanted to ask you about someone else. You've been talking about him a lot lately on YouTube. Infamous case, but dope ass artist in my opinion. It's fucking South Park Mexican. SPM. Yeah, you know what. SPM right now, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, controversy about him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, uh, I've, I've already said what I said. I don't want to get into the, yeah. did he do it or not, but yeah, yeah. how did you first link with him? Um, we met because I was going to get him on Mr. Key's album, 14 Care Dreams. And he did end up, he's on there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's on there. So you just went on a mission like, oh, I heard of this dude. Let me go see what's up. Try to get him on something. Yeah, my boy Gangster from uh, little, from Richmond actually told me to come out. And uh, he was telling me about South Park. And he was like, man, you got to meet this dude. He got it cracking. And, and, and so did Baby Bash. So we went out there. And when he went out there, I hooked him and Key up. And then they did their thing. And then after that, it was history. Me and him hooked up and boom. You know, we, uh, we history was made. We started making things happen. So when you ended up, like, going out to Texas, too, because that's not where you currently reside. In Houston, did you see like, oh shit, they got this rap shit cracking out here? Um, when I went to Texas, it blew my damn mind because I was like, not only do they got this rap shit cracking, they got the Latin rap game cracking, cracking mm -hmm. hard. You know what I'm saying? It was like, wow, I'm tripping. You yeah. know, I, I learned a lot from that during his company. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he had it on lock back yeah, then. Yeah, it on lock, man. Car shows, they was throwing their own shows getting the money from the shows. Like, you know, people are just used to getting money from CDs. When you start getting money from your shows, it's a whole different game. Yeah, I don't think, I mean... And merch. 20 years later, I don't think people understand, like, how big that dude was at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Another Latin artist you collaborated with is Sir Dino. Sir Dino, yep. Sir Dino, United We Stand. Yeah. We did our thing, you know. Yeah. What was that project about? Like, how did that come together? We just put our. We just did it real quick. We got it was. It was. It was. It was a quick scheme to make some money. Put your best songs together. Put my best songs together. Throw them together. Let's go get a check. Nice. <laughs> real simple, man. United we stand. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go get that money from Walt, man. Bust it. Bust that down. Well, that's how the game was really working back then. Yeah, though, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You put something together and, and and two names that are recognizable. There's a market for it. Off top. Yeah. You feel me? That Bay Area, Northern Cali audience is hungry, bro. Yeah. So what was the transition from black and brown into this Latin? You kind of touched on that briefly. Um, the transition from black and brown into this Latin, uh, basically, you know, I had just got out and um, 
I didn't know if I was going to do music again. I was like, man, let me figure this out because there's so much shit going on. And uh, that's when Kilo in Miami approached me with the Thiz. Uh, not even Thiz Latin, just approached me to do a black and brown project with Thiz. And this was, was after Dre had passed. Too, yeah, right? this after Dre had passed. And they were just like, man, we want you to do a project with us. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to give you free beats. No, not even free. You got access to our studio. You got access to all the production. You got access to every artist we got. All we want you to do is do the same thing you did on 17 Reasons. Put, put, the, put a CD together and put that black and brown on it. And that's what I did. And I was like, what? And they were like, and you can have all the money. We don't even want the money. You can have it. It was just about keeping the shit going. It was just like, man, make it happen. Yeah. And then and during that process, I was like, okay, well, shit. We'll, we came up with this Latin, and I went and got us a deal with Walt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically they were like, you you, you handle that. This Latin is you. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and run it. Run the ball. And now you got, like, chapters all over the country. Yeah, we had about 37 chapters. Crazy, bro. That's tight. Um... Well, how did I also remember too that seventeen with a Diz like did well? Like I remember seeing you and Tone Loke messing around in the van, and, right? Um, Has some hitters on there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You mentioned it earlier, but um, like, how did you actually link up with Burner? Um, Burner, I met through his brother, and then um, Matt. Matt, yeah, that's my guy. Matt, Shout out I remember to Matt, and then we Cuddy I, Matt, Matty Gambles, and then uh, me and me and Burner started hooking up, and and I started bringing him to Rebel City, bringing him to the uh, studio, and um, you know I started you know just working with him. Yeah, because I like I said, I remember y'all were together like damn near every day. Yeah, shows. He was writing shit for you. He was writing shit for my Go Rush album, Eighteen with the Thiz. Yeah. What did you? Because you were one of the people. And to be honest, I knew he was going to do some shit. Because, like, when I first met Burner, I met him through Matt, right? He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, my brother raps. He's got songs with San Quinn. I was like, oh, shit, cool. And then the next thing you know, he's, like, got songs with, like, Sean Paul from the Youngbloods. He's got songs with Wyclef. That's that, that's he's that got, Burner. He got songs with Wyclef, Burner was bro. a hustler. When I heard that Wyclef, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, Burner was hustling, man. You know, so, he, but, he but back then, people didn't really see... The full potential, right? The full vision. He, he was actually getting clowned a lot. He was mm-hmm. getting hated on. Um, what did you see that other people weren't seeing at the time in Burner? I seen that he had the same thing that, uh, basically that that thing, kind of like SPM. Like, he had a different type of voice. He had a good flow. Like, and that, you know, um, a lot of people at first didn't like him. Yeah. They, there was people in my camp like, bro, that motherfucker is not good. What you doing, Toes? And I'm like, no, he's good. And I'm telling you right now, you're going to regret everything you're saying. He's going to go. Watch. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sean. Oh, you can't hear what I'm saying, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, nah, hey, man. So, uh, Burn, you know, he went through a lot of trials and tribulations, man. And um, man, he, 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 one thing about him, he was persistent. His dream, he was, he was uh, dedicated. He didn't let nothing. I mean, he had some big. He, man, he had some. <laughs> man, he had some fucked up moments though. I'm like, this dude's gonna give up. Don't give up, bro. Don't give up. You got it. You would think he was gonna give up, man. But he kept going, man. And fuck, he surprised. He even surprised the shit out of me. You feel me? Yeah, no, nah, it's pretty crazy to see how far it's gone. So shout out to shout out to bro, man. Now, definitely Bert does his thing, man. Definitely proud of that, man. How long you been out in Houston for now? 
I've been out in H Town for about twelve years. Twelve years, man. What what made you make that move? My wife, you know. Okay. My wife, you know, we got married and uh, had my son, mm-hmm. uh, and um, I kind of felt that uh, I I reached a cap in the Bay Area, like I did already did so much. I was damn near selling CDs in everybody's city. Everyone already knew who I was, you know. Motherfuckers knocking at my door, go to everybody knew where I live. I'm like, God damn, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, and, and 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 I'm getting older, so like I said, I like to travel, I like to move around. I already hit H Town, H Town tra- H Town was good to me. Um, and uh so I, I headed down south and uh, you know, I started moving around down there and you know, I started hitting Louisiana, hitting San Antonio, Dallas, Austin, you know, hitting all that, all that, all the all the southern hospitality, man, you know what I'm saying? And um and it started developing a lot of my relations up there. So, you know, I'm very well known out there. Got a lot of business uh, opportunity and partners out there as well. You feel me? Do you think that it's got more going on with the industry than the Bay Area at this point? Off top. Yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. You think it's pretty dry out here these days? It's not. I don't know if it's dry. I don't know if it's dry. It doesn't seem like there's not, there's not many um, companies that are pushing like you have in the South, I would say. I think that's what's missing is and, and it, uh, it's the money too. Infrastructure. Yeah, the money. It's hella expensive out here, out there. Oh, you, yeah. It's not expensive. So, you know, you got more money to make more things happen. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Over here, you're like, man, it's hard. I mean, the music game, it's hard to make money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to work hard. You know? So, what do you think is the most important thing for artists to do these days? Um, be consistent, keep dropping. Don't let the music sit in your computer or on your phone. Get it out. Make good artwork. Get good mix and mastering. Get good. Uh, if you're going to do a video, do good videos. Put money behind your projects or money behind your one song. You know what I'm saying? Treat every song that you do, if you're really going to put it out there and you're going to do a video to it, treat it like a baby. Give it all the little things that it needs and, 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 you know, it's no guarantee that the money's going to come back, but at least you gave it your best shot. And, you know, hey, I put it out there the right way, gave it some bread, you know, gave it some water. Let's see if it grows. Then go back in there and do it again. I think that's about as good as it gets, right? That's it, man. And, yeah. and have fun. At the end of the day, like I say, have fun. Do it because you love it. Don't do it for the money because more than likely you ain't going to make your money back, bro. Straight up. I always tell everybody, you can come here. If I tell you to spend so much money, hey, man, I'm telling you, you're probably not going to see it back, but at least you spent it and you know you did it right. You got to be willing to invest in yourself, man. <laughs> you got to risk. Yeah, you got to be a risk taker, man. Yeah. yeah. I like, I've seen you doing a lot of shit with CML. Um, I like what he's doing these days. Yeah, CML, yeah. He Killing shit. Yeah, man, he tight. Yeah. Uh, Lab, he doing his thing, you know what I'm saying? So um, definitely uh, uh, one of my favorite rappers out there. And I also noticed, and you've talked about this too, but like through your company, you're distributing artists from Southern California as well. Yeah, yeah, Southern, all over. All is over. that something that, like, even working on a business tip, like, behind the scenes, is that something that you feel like you wouldn't have been able to do in the 90s that now is more doors open? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. <nah. laughs> no, nah, I would have been gone. Nah, I'd have got my ass fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? It's a different time right now. I think that's dope, I, man. And I've, and I've elevated my game, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know... Now we're moving on. Can you see more SoCal Latinos working with more NorCal Latinos in the future? It's, it, I, I, it's on the rise. Uh, you know, um, 
in, in time will tell, you know, and uh, we'll see what happens. But I, I definitely see it in the in the in the in the forefront here. I think it would be a good look. Yeah, Latinos. We, we, hey, man, ain't nothing wrong with it. They yeah. come together, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? At a certain point, too, I really feel like if you're gonna go into music, I I respect the the street life, right? Mm-hmm. But I think at a certain point, like you really gotta leave certain <laughs> shit behind, man, and just focus on making your art and making your business. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of artists that are caught, caught in the middle. Like, oh, man, they're not even in no politics or nothing, but they still feel like they can't work with each other. But like you see Jeezy, OGZ, and Burner work with each other. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's already being, it's all that, you know, uh, Be Real and Burner. Burner actually, uh, he, he actually uh, uh, a forefront uh, pioneer making things happen. Yeah, with, it's real talk. For real. I mean, yeah. little, a little, you know, that everybody know he is. Salute him, you know what I'm saying? Um, but as far as the, you know, people like the, the street, you know, hardcore, you know, uh, and they and people that's politicking, you know, who knows, you know? Yeah, we'll see. see. What happens, yeah. You know? I would love to see you do more compilations, too, in the future. I'm kind of like... Uh, I know you've done a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, compilations are cool. It's just not, they're not, they're not what they used to be. It's, just, nah. it's a little different. It, it's not what they used to be. Yeah, I can see. I look at the sales now; they're not the, what they used to be. It's kind of hard to market a whole compilation instead of just one artist, right? Yeah, and with the digital game right now, it's just a little different. Yeah. So, what's next for you, bro? Movie business. Yes. You feel me? The movies, man. We doing Splash City. Okay. You know, uh, I got some scripts in my hand right now. Uh, my my thing in the next, you know, the next chapter is getting into the movie industry. If you got any roles, bro, if you need someone hella tall, you know, yeah. security guard, basketball player, whatever, <laughs> yeah, okay. you know what I'm saying? Keep me hey, in you mind, a tall bro. motherfucker, too. I'm like, damn, bro, I know you was that tall. Shit. <laughs> no, for real. I'm trying to trying to get into that as well, man. I can bust down some acting, man. Okay, it's yeah. all good. We'll make it happen. Okay. Man, man, before anything, we got to give a shout-out to Gift the Gab, my boy Spooks, the Don boy, you know what I'm saying? Lace me up with this gear right here, you know? <laughs> yeah, this, hey, you got to go by the... Uh, the shop, man, on 24th Street. And you can get all your graffiti supplies. They always keep us laced with all you know types of gear. And yeah, you got someone, Breed. Um, someone else here you wanted to introduce? Yeah, we got an artist out of South San Francisco. Her name is Bliss. Uh, she's a singer, and she's on the rise. And, uh, yeah, you want to come, come in? Come say and what's say up. Let's, let's, let's do a little, little trade-off real quick. Are we two seats? Here you go. Okay. All right, all right, all right. What's up, Bliss? Hey. How you doing? I'm really excited to be here. Oh, right on. Glad you came. This is my my second podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, we're making history on the History <laughs> of the Bay podcast. How'd you link up with Julio? I, I reached out to him because I am terrible at promoting my music. And I felt like I was at a point in my life where I really wanted to push my music to the best of my ability and a lot of people were just putting gold toes in my ear and kept repeating and like just reach out to him and that's what I did and sure enough he hit me back and it was on from there so what were you doing before to you mentioned you got tired of promoting or like reached a little barrier what were you doing before I was making covers on my Instagram okay and it was going good I was getting noticed and I felt like a lot of people were telling me, like, all right, when are you going to put a visual out? When are you going to put more music out? And and that's when I reached out to the Ghost Host. And he's like, all right, they right. <laughs> you need to put out a music video. Wait, wait, you just DM'd him or what? Yeah, I did DM him. That's right. And he got back to me, like, within... This man is accessible. Minutes. Yeah, yeah. he always has his phone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so what's some of the things that you've learned since you've been rocking with him that have, have been working out? Like you say, you got to be consistent. Mm-hmm. You really got to um, put forth all that you want for your music to be heard. Um, and also just show a lot of kindness. And in order to get love, you have to give it too. So you got to show other artists love too and really um, promote yourself. Like love your music and do all you can to put it out. That's right. That's right. So what you got coming up that we can look forward to? I have a music video that's going to be coming up soon. I'm doing actually another scene this Sunday. It's it's called uh, All Alone. So I'm really excited. It's going to be my first, like, official video. So okay. It's big. <laughs> Congratulations. You're making moves. You never know. This, you might see the birth of a star right here. <laughs> she go hard, man. She sing good. She I'm really excited. Good stuff. That's what's up. That's what's up. Tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me on all platforms at It's Bliss Music. Um, I have mostly active on my Instagram. So if you want to reach me ever, you can always reach me on Instagram at It's Bliss Music. That's what's up. Go check her out, ladies and gentlemen. All right, thank you. You want, you want to hop back on here, Toast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you, Bliss. Thank you. Okay. Y'all was hot, man. What's up? I didn't, you ready, man? I was kind of hot, man. You know, I, I come in and do the podcast. I wear the glasses, man. You know, I drink some coffee. I'm sweating like oh, you man, were sweating earlier. I was, sweating was, getting, getting I was like, man, Dre, you got it together, man. The cameras, we're going to be all right. You want me to come back another time, brother? What's happening, man? You know what I'm saying? Hey, but look, I don't want to take over the podcast. No, no, talk your shit. Talk your nah, shit. No, no, but I want to say this to everybody out there, man. You know what I'm saying? Everyone sees what I'm doing, you know, and everything I do, I do with good intentions in front of heart. There ain't no, no bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing this shit. For all of us, black, brown, and everything in between. You know, uh, of course, you know, I'm a Latino, so I'm going to do it for my lads off top. You feel me? So, you know, it comes from the heart, man. You know what I mean? And and and, and I stand on everything I do, period, point blank. That's shit. it. Co- you feel me? Shit, I'll hey, co-sign hey, all that, man. But hold on. One more thing. Hey, I'm from Frisco, baby. That's what I do. So Frisco first. Always all remember day. that. All <laughs> you day. feel me? All, all that. So, you know, I don't forget where I come from. I'll come, you know, right, right here from the nucleus, home base. You know what I'm saying? So, man, salute to everybody in the scope, man. Uh, the Bay Area, you feel me? Northern California, Southern California, the West Coast, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yes, We're getting sir. it in. H Town, Texas, and everything in uh, everything else. You feel me? <laughs> hey, but man, I love what I do. One thing about, about this music business. I love waking up and doing it, man. This is this is like a drug to me. You know, get doing this every day. Like, it, it's just, maybe I'm fucking crazy. I don't know. <laughs> you got to be crazy. a little crazy yeah, to do this crazy. shit, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, you got to be a little crazy for this, man. Yeah, but. man. I love it, though, man. And, um, and, you know, I communicate. That's one thing. I think in 2024, I might, you might not be able to call gold toes. Like you used to. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it a hundred, man. For real. Like I'm, I'm, I'm already training people. Like, bro, you got access. 2024, ain't no more. <laughs> I'm not mad better, at that. You better, yeah, you better get all you can in, cause man, I'm not playing. 2024, I'm not playing with you. I'm not playing with nothing. I'm going all the way in. Now I'm going to, I'm going to a whole nother level of the game. Well, shit. I'm glad we got this podcast <laughs> in for last second, December yeah. 2023, right before it's all bad. Yeah, man. man. Um, but uh, I want to thank everybody in my life, my family. You know what I'm saying? My wife, my mother, my son, my uh, 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 um, 
my friends, you know what I'm saying, that have been with me through all this time, you know, uh, and the artists and, and all my business partners that, uh, you know, stayed with me, you know, all the artists that stayed with me for years, you know, that I've been paying artists for years, and they ain't left me, you feel me? And that feels great. Like, they can go anywhere else they want to, but they don't. Right. They get there, and they, you know, they know Toe's going to be right there with them, you feel me? So that's a, you know, it's a great thing. And um, I continue to, you know, just continue being me and having fun. Well, like I said, man, you've been solid and supportive since I met you, even when I was 18 years old and taking me and go fuck around with Burner and Redwood City and all that shit. And um, we've been in constant touch over the past year or so again, ever since this podcast started popping off. And I appreciate that, man. And that's why I'm glad that you, we've been talking about doing this for a minute. And I really do appreciate that you made time to come through because you are very busy mm-hmm. and, um, I wish you nothing but success, bro, and I, I hope to continue to stay locked in with you, and I'm sure there'll be more stuff that we can collaborate on in the future. Off top. And, um, you know, I think you make Frisco proud, bro. Like, you make us proud, bro. It's my you, city, bro. baby. Yes sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, other than that, man, everybody stay, stay getting it, man. Don't stop. And you had to do this podcast because you've been running around with all them L.A. Man, podcasts. Man, I already, already, I was like, we oh. We had to get like, you here in the Bay, like, man. Yeah, got history you. of the Bay, man. That's Come right. on now. Hey, man, salute, man. Drake's one doing his thing. You can follow me at Gold Toes on Instagram. Um, and if you're looking for distribution, you can go to GT Digital distribution on Instagram, fill out the link in the bio. My staff will get right back to you and we can handle our business. All day. Julio, motherfucking go toes, Frisco's finest. Black and brown forever, Yee-hee. baby. We out of here, y'all. History of the Bay. Peace. Peace. Recognize where you got the game. We got our own style, got our own slang. Northern California is a West Coast thing. This is the history of the Bay. Recognize where you got the game. We got our own style, got our own slang. Northern California is a West Coast thing. This is the history of the Bay.